Morning. Ladies and gentlemen, good day and welcome to GoPro's first quarter 2021 earnings conference call. Today's conference is being recorded. At this time, I would like to turn the conference over to Mr. Christopher Clark, Vice President of Corporate Communications. Please go ahead. Thank you, operator. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to GoPro's first quarter earnings conference call. With me today are GoPro CEO Nicholas Woodman and CFO and COO Brian McGee. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone that our remarks today may include forward-looking statements. Forward-looking statements and all other statements that are not historical facts are not keys of future performance and are subject to a number of risks and uncertainties which may cause actual results to differ materially. Additionally, any forward-looking statements made today are based on assumptions as of today, including but not limited to uncertainties related to the duration and impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. This means that results could change at any time, and our commentary and business results and outlook is based on the information available as of today's date. We do not undertake any obligation to update these statements as a result of new information or future events. Information concerning our risk factors is available on Form 10-K for the year ended December 31st, 2020, which may be updated in future filings with the SEC. Today we may discuss gross margin, operating expense, net profit and loss, as well as basic and diluted net profit and loss per share in accordance with GAAP and on a non-GAAP basis. We believe that non-GAAP information is useful because it can enhance the understanding of our ongoing economic We use non-GAAP reporting internally to evaluate and manage our operations. We choose to provide this information to enable investors to perform comparisons of operating results in a manner similar to how we analyze our own operating results. A reconciliation of GAAP to non-GAAP operating expenses can be found in the press release that was issued this afternoon and which is posted on our website. In addition to the earnings press release, we have posted management commentaries and slides containing detailed financial data and metrics for the first quarter of 2021. The management commentary and slides, as well as a link to today's live webcast and a replay of this conference call are Pro Investor Relations website for your reference. All income statement related numbers that are discussed today during the call, other than revenue, are non-GAAP unless otherwise noted. Now I'll turn the call over to GoPro's founder and CEO, Nicholas Woodman. Thanks, Chris, and good afternoon, everyone. Before we get started, I'd like to encourage everybody to read the commentary we posted earlier today to the GoPro Investor Relations page on our website. In addition to providing an overview of our quarterly results and forward-looking guidance, the commentary includes meaningful color about our business. I will now share some brief remarks, and then we'll go directly into Q&A. First, I want to congratulate our team for driving GoPro subscription business past 1 million subscribers, an exciting milestone we achieved in April. This represents growth of 80% year-to-date and 180% year-over-year. Equally exciting is that 1 million GoPro subscribers represents approximately $50 million of high-margin annual recurring revenue for GoPro. I also want to congratulate our team on growing direct-to-consumer sales at GoPro.com to 40% of total revenue for the quarter, up from 33% in Q4 2020. This also helps drive margin 
and subscriber growth as more than 90% of camera purchases at GoPro.com result in a subscription attach. This is the new GoPro. We've evolved from a hard unit sales-centric business to a successful consumer-direct subscription-centric business with a significant opportunity to grow margin and profitability with continued subscriber growth. Turning to our Q1 financial performance, revenue in the first quarter of 2021 was $204 million, an increase of 71% year-over-year. Direct-to-consumer revenue via GoPro.com exceeded $80 million, or 40% of revenue, representing GoPro.com's second-highest quarter ever, topped only by the Q4 2020 holiday quarter. ASPs rose to a record $366 as demand for our premium products increased in Q1 across all geographies. This had a positive impact on gross margins and non-GAAP EPS. In Q1, GoPro generated non-GAAP EPS of $0.03. Our year-over-year non-GAAP profitability improvement was $54 million. Non-GAAP gross margin in Q1 was 39%, up from 34% in Q1 2020. As I mentioned, this is the new GoPro. Brian and I will now take questions. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, the floor is open for your questions. If you would like to ask a question, you may do so now by pressing star 1 on your touchtone phone. If you are using a speakerphone, please make sure that your mute function is disabled to allow your signal to reach our equipment. <coughs> Again, if you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 now. And our first question will come from Mr. Jim Suba with Citigroup Investment Research. Thank you. And I want to give my sincere congratulations not only to both of you, but your entire teams. Just truly remarkable results and your outlook, and it shows what the company is evolving to, so that's fantastic. Um, when we start thinking about, you mentioned in your prepared comments, um, 2 million subscribers. I think you said by the end of calendar year 21, that's great. Um, the operating margins, should we think about sustaining that operating margins of 50% as opposed to getting leverage added, or maybe it's you're putting more R&D and more enhancements to the subscriptions, and that's why we should keep it at 50%? I'm just kind of about that. Yeah, hi, Jim. I'll, I'll take that. As we look at this year, um, yeah, we've been running 50%. As we continue to drive uh, subscribers at a, at a faster rate, it's going to outpace what we spend in operating expenses. So uh, that 50% is going to probably grow into about 60% as we get to 2022. Uh, so it's going to continue to improve as a profit driver after the company. And, and it's clearly having an, an impact on margins. You saw that in Q1, you know, 39%. And we've uh, adjusted margins uh, for this year. Uh, previously, we're, we were guiding 38 to 39, and, and now we're at 39% plus or minus uh, 100 bips. So I'm definitely seeing... Uh, improvement in margin as a result of subscription, but also, of course, you know, doing more sales uh, direct to consumer. 
uh, as well as the higher the higher end of, of our product lines, which is driving uh, ASPs as well. Thank you, and again, my sincere congratulations to you and, and everybody on all of your teams. <coughs> Thanks, Jim. Yeah, thank you for that, Jim. Thank you. Our next question comes from Nick Toter, Longbow Research. Hey guys, yeah, um, congrats on great results as well. Uh, a couple of questions. So, Brian, if I do some math, uh, you guys had a very good quarter. You guided to 10% increase in sales through year over year, if my numbers are correct. I didn't see any comments regarding you raising the, the full year output for sell through. Um, I think you, you said that you expect your sales to grow towards the high end of your guidance range, but can you just uh, clarify uh, what are you expecting right now for uh, sell through for 2021? Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Nick. We, we, we did see um, uh, sell through came in uh, a little bit ahead of where we, we thought we would be in Q1. Uh, and so that was that was a positive that helped us achieve the 204 million uh, revenue in, in Q1, up 70 percent, uh, and, and we're guiding up in Q2 to 825,000 uh, at the midpoint. Uh, so it's, it's positive results and seasonally where we'd expect it to be. And for the year, we're, we're still holding for 3.6 million units sell through. Uh, for 2021, so uh, that that outlook hasn't changed. Uh, although I think the mix is maybe shifting still a little bit more uh, to the high end, and that's of course helping margins a bit uh, as well. <laughs> well, if, if I can follow up, I think if my math is correct, that implies that your second half sell through will be down six to seven percent year over year. I just wonder, you know, that looks a little bit conservative. Um, I. I you, is that is that how you view it? You try to you know um, under promise over deliver, or how should we view that uh, in that context? Yeah, you know our view is you know when we get to the second half, um, we'll see. We've held from a, a sales perspective uh, our sales for for the year with the guidance. With uh, you know we, we we talked about up twenty to twenty five percent year over year growth and twenty one over twenty. Uh, we've said that we think we're going to be uh, towards the higher end of that range now, uh, which is uh, positive. Um, so it's, you know, from a, from a sell and sell through. Uh, and also I, I think we're going to uh, see channel inventories come down uh, a bit more. So um, we'll, we'll see how it goes in the second half. We also want to see how the uh, world emerges with the pandemic. So, uh, yeah, that's, so that's yeah. how we guided it. Fair, yeah. Quick comment on: Can you uh, can you talk about what you're seeing uh, from inflationary standpoint, and also regarding your inventory, <clears throat> particularly components? Do you anticipate any impact on GoPro from rising component prices, or semi shortages, or higher logistics costs? Yeah, um, obviously we're seeing some uh, impact on uh, semis. <clears throat> that's uh, just kind of where the where the world is, right? Um, from from that perspective, um, but on the supply front, you know, it's uh, shortages. They've been widely reported, uh, but we have enough supply uh, to meet uh, our projections. So um, I feel good about that. And we've been in a 
pretty good position to manage critical components uh, well with uh, our key ODM uh, supplier, Jable, as well as some of our other key suppliers. So we think we're in good shape uh, there. I mean, it continues to move around, but, but we're managing it, uh, teams on it. Uh, and any kind of that uh, are reflected uh, are already reflected in our guidance uh, for margin. So despite that, we think margins are going to uh, lift a bit in uh, 2021 from where we were in February. Just one question for Nick, if I can squeeze. Nick, you mentioned if I um, in the prepare remarks that you foresee a desktop version of the Quick App. Can you give us any color? I know it's probably you know a forward-looking statement, but what what uh, should we expect a similar experience with the mobile app or is, are the economics similar any color you can give us there appreciate it yeah we shared uh that we see a desktop uh variant of our app in the future as we want to uh, really meet our users where they are and serve them on whatever platform they're on be it mobile desktop or um, cloud and um Sharing where we, you know, our vision of, of our software suite of offerings, uh, how we see that in the future, I felt it was important to give uh, investors an understanding of sort of the, the, the potential uh, reach of uh, our, our brand and, and, and software as a solution set for users addressing their personal content needs wherever they are. And as you can imagine, some of, uh, you know, the more passionate um, uh, of the consumers who are more passionate about photos and videos have large amounts of them stored on hard drives and on their desktops and so forth. And so a desktop platform is a more uh, convenient way to serve them. Um, it, it, we're not sharing anything in terms of timing or, uh, you know, what the, what the margin profile of that business would be. But I, I think it does – underscore our opportunity uh, to extend GoPro as a personal content solution provider uh, for, for users, regardless of what camera they're using to capture their content and regardless of what platform they're using uh, to engage with, uh, to, to manage and enjoy that content. So it's, it's a pretty exciting and, and significant opportunity, we think, it's to serve people in the future. Got it. Thanks, guys. Good luck. Thank you. Our next question comes from Paul Chung with J.P. Morgan. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my questions. Great quarter and, you know, you know really good guide. So as we think about um, GoPro.com sales and kind of projections for, you know, 40 to 45 percent, you're, you're at that level today in Q1. I know 4Q um, and 3Q is probably more, you know, retail heavy, but, you know, how are you getting consumers to – get pushed to the website, um, are most, you know, customers aware that the camera plus subscription is kind of the best deal out there on your website? Uh, no, there's there's always going to be work to be done there because it would be amazing if we could have, you know, uh, instant alignment and, and awareness amongst all consumers. That'd be, that's like a marketer's dream. Uh, but fortunately, um, that's impossible to do for a good reason. Uh, you're always, you know, bringing new consumers, um, new interest into the brand, and they need to be educated. 
you have younger consumers who are, you know, growing up into the brand, and uh, they need to be educated. And um, so the answer is no, we, 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 we do not have universal awareness amongst consumers that the best value proposition is at GoPro.com. Uh, but that's a good thing because it means that there's a significant amount of uh, growth opportunity. And then even amongst those users, who, uh, those consumers, those GoPro customers who are aware, who are, are existing you know, uh, uh, GoPro users, uh, they may not, you know, be uh, at the point in their uh, GoPro product experience lifecycle where they're ready to, to upgrade and to take advantage of it. So we certainly have a, a large number of consumers that are waiting in the wings um, to buy at GoPro.com when they up uh, to, the, to the next flagship or the flagship after that or what have you. So uh, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity left to drive awareness and conversion at GoPro.com. And that's what, from a marketing perspective. And that's before we even start talking about improving the uh, platform capabilities of our shopping, uh, of our website uh, to drive conversion further. I mean, as I've shared in the past, we were such a retail-centric uh, and focused business for so many years that the sophistication and capabilities of GoPro.com as a shopping platform kind of just suffered from a lack of investment and focus. Uh, the, the positive to that now is there's just a ton of low-hanging fruit uh, to continue to improve the the user experience, shopper experience, and the site capabilities to drive con- conversion further. So a lot to come. Gotcha. And then you mentioned attach rate of 90% on the website. What are some examples where kind of people opt out and why? And then what's that attach rate for kind of your retail channel as well? Uh, you're – you're, what you're asking about is the, the IQ test. Uh, why would anybody not take advantage of the GoPro subscription and uh, save $100 on their basket purchase at GoPro.com? Uh, people buy for different reasons. Uh, we have commercial um, customers who are, you know, buying for their businesses where a subscription doesn't really make sense for them, uh, except you would think at a minimum the the you break it, we replace it, no questions asked guarantee would be a benefit to everybody. But whether you're a fire uh, station or you're, uh, you know, buying it uh, for your, your commercial business or, or uh, other purpose, there are corner cases where the subscription just doesn't make sense. Also, uh, we're aware that some people who are buying it's gifts uh, don't buy it with a subscription because – uh, we don't currently have the ability to transfer a subscription to somebody as a gift. That's something that we're working on uh, so that we can capitalize on, you know, getting 100% of gift givers to buy it because why wouldn't you want to save $100 on your basket purchase uh, by, by buying that subscription and giving it to somebody? Uh, so there's, there's a lot of opportunity left there, and that will be rolling out, you know, throughout the rest of this year and, and on because the, the opportunity just – you can never get on top of all of it. Gotcha. And then, yeah, and Paul, we, you asked a okay. question. Oh, sorry, you asked about retail. So we're about 90, uh, 90 plus percent of cash on GoPro.com with the subscription, and uh, it, it, it's actually improving in retail. It was kind of in the six, call it six to ten percent range. It looks like it's moving up to eight to twelve as 
more people become aware of the uh, offering and, and the benefits. So we're starting to see improvement uh, even on the retail side, uh, which is good. Okay. Um, and, and when we think about ASPs, um, you know, in one queue, which we're at a record, where can we see those ASPs go kind of beyond, um, you know, fiscal year 21? You already mentioned the 8 to 12% increase, but you layer in more subs, more accessories, and then do you see some more room to maybe raise prices for the next flagship from the from this time around? Um, yeah, I don't want to get into uh, pricing per se, but uh, I think just given that we continue to sell more at the high end, uh, our accessory attacks, particularly on uh, uh, subscribers from GoPro.com, are substantially higher uh, on uh, purchases uh, than are coming from, from retail, as far as we can measure it. Um, and so, and then the subscription, of course, uh, adds to the, the uh, uh, numerator. And so, yeah, I think I think ASPs continue to push forward. Uh, definitely in 21, we gave that range of eight to 12, right? And then uh, uh, it'll increase in 22 as well. Okay, great. Thanks. <clears throat> Thank you. I like to ask a question, you may do so at any time by pressing star one. Our next question comes from Martin Yang with Oppenheimer and Company. Uh, good afternoon, Nick and Brian. Uh, thanks for taking our question. Um, so is there anything uh, you can share on the uh, user engagement for your GoPro app and uh, how many active users are there and uh, whether or not there's any insight you could derive from that uh, group? Sure. Uh, we're not going to be sharing any specifics of that on this call, uh, but what, what I, I can say is yeah, there's a lot of insight uh, to be uh, derived from the group, and our team is doing a great job of capturing uh, user behavior um, and, and also uh, user outreach uh, research to get their, their direct feedback uh, to the new and improved quick app experience that we launched at the end of Q1, and the team is learning a ton. Uh, we put out um, a new release of the app every two weeks, uh, so we're rapidly responding to uh, what our users are telling us, and we're dedicated to providing them uh, the fastest evolving and best software experience that we can. And that's exciting, because this is, this is a new, uh, as I mentioned on at the top of the call, New GoPro, and that doesn't just relate to our uh, business model uh, and, and ability to generate more uh, profit out of our world-class brand and products. Um, it, this is also the new GoPro because we're we're much better at responding uh, and developing uh, towards what our customers are asking for um, as a more capable software company. So uh, we're really happy with what we're seeing. Uh, and, you know, even before the update of the Quick app, uh, the uh, previous GoPro app was four and a half or better stars uh, in the app stores. Uh, and so we've been really happy with where we've gotten that app to. But, of course, we think we've taken it to another level with the, the new, the new uh, version of the Quick app. And so you should please pay attention to our 
our updates as um, they're going to be rolling off of the line here every two weeks, and it uh, should be an exciting time. Oh, thanks. Um, I think in, in the past um, there were references on, for instance, you know, certain geography will have a a more significant uptick in user uh, engagement or activity, which implies that maybe certain regions have more opening up uh, in the COVID um, um, environment. So are the, the kind of user insight you get from the apps, are there any more useful signals for you or inputs for you to do business planning and even product designs, uh, hardware product designs? Yeah, it, it does help influence. I mean, we we also learn, you know, how important travel is business uh, because we can uh, understand. I mean, all the data is anonymous, of course, but uh, we can understand where a camera uh, is used around the world if they have GPS turned on uh, and also where a camera was initiated, like uh, set up and initially paired to the app. Um, and that helps us understand, you know, directionally where an owner lives and what region and that how much they actually use their GoPro when they're out of their home region and they're traveling. Uh, and that really helped us learn uh, how important uh, the travel market was for growing our business. And so we adjusted our marketing strategy years ago to uh, court the traveler, uh, you know, in, in advance of, you know, when they're during their planning stages for their trip and so forth, uh, because that you know, that's a target-rich environment for us uh, from converting consumers' perspective. Uh, and it, it also tells us now that, you know, we're doing remarkably well as a business, given that uh, travel is all but turned off in so much of the world. And so that's really encouraging as we look to the future of GoPro and, and growth opportunities as the world, uh, you know, hopefully begins to recover from the pandemic in earnest as more people get vaccinated and as more countries open back up for travel and as people feel safe again, without a doubt, our data indicates that this is a real uh, growth opportunity for us. But, uh, you know, terrific job, you know, all of uh, GoPro's employees for putting us in such a good position to succeed as a business, uh, even when one of our major markets is essentially shut down. So that's an example of the type of data that we get from uh, camera uh, usage and from our app usage that you know, helps inform, inform us uh, in terms of uh, making better business decisions. Oh, that's right. Uh, my next question is on the accessory opportunities. Um, you know, our, how do you think about, you know, uh, if there's any potential innovation you could do regarding the camera accessories and if there are more accessories with unique capabilities coming that may allow users to perhaps customize your camera to a more specific use cases outside of sports and travel, uh, you know, uh, streaming or, you know, some of the uh, online streaming uh, video. Could, th could those be opportunities for you? Uh, they are. You know, we, we don't call our cameras the world's most versatile cameras for nothing. And one of the ways that we make uh, it easier for our customers to use their cameras more versatile ways is with the mounting accessories that we produce. 
Uh, it helps consumers connect the dots as to the capabilities of their GoPro and how it might serve them. And so uh, the, our accessories business is doing quite well. It's a really important part of our business. It's one of our key differentiators. Uh, and we are uh, have noticed that uh, there is a uh, demand for higher-end accessories from us um, that offer added value, uh, added functionality, and uh, consumers are clearly willing to pay for that uh, additional performance when we produce such a product. So uh, you will see uh, continued new accessories from us at the higher end uh, as we seek to accomplish more for our end users and, and as they keep telling us with their purchasing behavior that they're interested in buying such products from us, uh, it's obviously a win-win for everybody. Mm -hmm. And our high-end accessories have, uh, you know, different margin profiles uh, versus the camera? Brian, you want to take that? Um, yeah, I've, I've got that. Yeah, Martin. Um, yeah, accessories in general are <clears throat> probably slightly better than corporate average uh, on margin, uh, kind of an aggregate. <clears throat> so it, it's, uh, it's accretive to margin. Got it. Uh, one more question, uh, and then jump back to the queue. Um, and Brian, when you think about, you know, maybe the margin sensitivity to uh, every 100 million subscription revenues, um, uh, what's the sensitivity to gross margins, and uh, how should we think about the, uh, the on uh, ongoing trajectory of, you know, having a higher percentage of subscription revenues, and, how, and what does that do to your gross margins longer term? Yeah, um, it, it obviously helps it, um, but you have to put it in relative context of how, how everything else in the business is moving, right? So, mm -hmm. um, but it, it definitely helps it. Uh, we're running 70 to 80 points of gross profit margin uh, on uh, subscription, about 50 points or so, as I talked about earlier, and that's going to improve over time on operating profit. So it's definitely a contributor. It's one of our fastest growing product categories that uh, is also helping to contribute the margin. And so when I talk about margin, you know, uh, listening up a bit uh, in the second half, for example, of 2021, we'd expect margins in the 39 to 40% range. And part of that's due to uh, obviously more camera sales, but also subscription is definitely helping Pop that up. <clears throat> Got it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time we have no further questioners in the queue, so I will turn it back to Mr. Woodman for closing comments. Thank you, operator. Well, this is an exciting time for GoPro, and as you can hear, we're energized by the opportunity ahead. To all of GoPro's employees and partners around the world, thank you for making the magic happen. And thank you, everyone, for joining today's call. We appreciate your time and support very much. This is Team GoPro signing off. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes today's call. Thank you for your participation. You may now disconnect. Um.